It's intro time. There's no podcast like this. Podcast like this. Podcast we know. Everything about it is appealing. Nowhere can you get such wonderful guests. Yeah. Adam. Adam. I was going to rhyme that with breasts. <laughs> what? What's a podcast? Podcast? Yeah, I'm giving it some oomph. Trying to give a good... Because today's guest is, a you know, showbiz. I know. What's that got to do with saying podcast? I don't know. Is today's guest a pirate? No. Okay, so why are you saying podcast? I don't know. Okay. You bit the arse in podcast. You're an arse. Hello, welcome to episode eight. Episode eight. It of... seems so long ago since episode one. You just wanted to use that harp sound, didn't yeah, you? It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, welcome to Tea for Two. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we are a married couple on lockdown. We are two entertainers and we... Don't have anything else no, to do. No, we don't really have much else to do. No. Thinking about it, do we? Nope. So uh, if you have just tuned in this time, go back, listen to the others, please, because we need the validation. So then, how's your week been? Ah, it's been all right. Been all right? I must apologise for this week, actually. Thank been you. a bit hormonal, haven't I? It's okay, you're allowed to be. Oh, look at you being the supportive feminist husband. Exactly. Also, got to be careful, don't want to upset you, because... Because I will You're the only one who can off. work the cooker, and that's not a sexist thing. <laughs> That's an actual fact. Yeah, it is. Microwave. Oh, I am running this show. You're king of the microwave cooking. Thank you very much. I don't know if that's a title I want, but thank you. I'm, I'm going to take that. <laughs> You're also king of the washing up. I am king of the washing up and general tidying. Yeah. Anyway. You like tidying. I, I do, don't I like do. tidying. Um, so this week, not much has gone on. We've done a few of our, we've done live streams and whatnot and things as normal. Thingamabobs. Um, but uh, something I like to bring up is mum, who's a... Long-time listener, no-time caller. No, we don't take calls, do no, we? No, we don't take calls. That's Maybe probably... we should start taking calls. We have got an actual landline that we never use and we never give out. That's yeah, true. Probably let's keep it that way. Um, Actually, in saying this... Actually, actually if you just tuned in, my wife is sometimes <laughs> posh on the radio and oh, things like actually. this. But in real life, she's from Liverpool. Yeah, but no offence to anyone from Liverpool, obviously. I mean, I don't want to... I get, don't have the I don't want to cause trouble. don't want to break through a window. I don't have the accent. Are you going to carry on? Curly wigs thrown at me. I don't know. Just generalising. Um, <laughs> Just calm down. Calm down, okay? You will actually get punched in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have the accent Your mum's got a long arm. She'll reach me from there, won't she? She doesn't. She's got very little arms. Where are they going with their little legs? She's like a little hobbit. <laughs> Um, so what I was going to say, actually, um, the the podcast uh, platform that we record this through, Anchor, um, if you go to our, if you're listening to this through Anchor, um, it's actually got a little, you can leave a message for us to... Can you? Yeah, you can like leave a message for us to listen to or um, we can then like play it back on the next episode. Um, oh my goodness. We haven't actually news. tried it. Well, you haven't um, even told me to. You've oh. literally told me now. Oh, sorry about that. Wow. Yeah, eight weeks ago I read about this. <laughs> um, but then I forgot about it. But then I was looking on the Anchor app on my phone 
and uh, was reminded of it. That's amazing. Okay, so anyone that's listening in, and we know there's quite a few of you now because we keep an eye on you. Not like that. It's not. We're not stalkers. Um, uh, we just get the figures and things through. Um, yeah, do that. Record us a little something, like a shout out type or a thing. question. Question, or... and then we can play your question on the air. And then um, if you may not make God away, if you're going to make it explicit, that's fine. But we will have to change the rating of the show. And we've so far been a non-explicit show. Because mm. mm. I say pants instead of other words. Exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, you were going to say about your um, about oh, yeah, your mum this week, mum. Your lovely mom. love your loads mum you know that i'm glad you're keeping well and safe and happy down in your lockdown ways um she's 81 she sent, now she sent me she was last time we did i know but for, for people, oh, for that, people just tuned, are, yeah. we bas- are we keying this whole show to new people yeah pretty much hi i'm adam i'm leanne <laughs> there you go um you no, might know me as rosie you might know me as adam that's because that's because i'm not a stripper um so uh, yeah, so mum sent me this. Uh, HB sauce, porridge, pots. Oh, no, that's her shopping list. Let me scroll on. She actually sent me this. Okay, this isn't... Bear in mind, she's 81, on lockdown, worried enough as it is. Sadly, my dad's gone. Um, didn't walk out on us. He's, he's passed away. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. So when you get a text, mum's getting very good at texting and messaging and Facebooking. Brilliant, brilliant. But when you get this, I'm dead, ha-ha, from your mother, who's 81, during a pandemic, it sets off alarm bells. It's the first part of the message comes up on the notification screen. Mother, don't put, I'm dead. Ha ha. I mean, if she was actually dead, it'd be pretty impressive for her to text yeah, me on too, the grave. Yeah, that too. But... Uh, but then afterwards, it's followed up nicely with, once you actually open the message, I got to see that it says, not so I can't make a cuppa. She'd been out in the garden, hadn't she? Loved you both. <laughs> Loads. Hugs and kisses, mum. You didn't have to read the whole thing. I know, but I just wanted to make sure that we are in a loving family, <laughs> just so they know. Uh, that's lovely. So, yeah, that was that's my week. But also... What do you mean that's your week? Just that one message? No, no, no. Week? That's something I wanted to mention for this that's week. highlight of your week. But when week, this podcast it? goes out, it ah, will be... Ah, it's a, it's a milestone for us, isn't it? 100 days since our last proper gig outside of the house. Yep. One... Hundred days. I think that's almost some kind of celebration. I don't really have anything to do. Um, something... A celebration of tears. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it was very accurate. Yeah, it sums it up, doesn't it? As a as a celebration noise. So yeah, it just said you're an idiot. <laughs> we we are. You are. Uh, um, yeah. Idiot to no one. A hundred days since our last gig. My last actual gig that you know was in seeing actual people. Well, not that the people on Zoom parties haven't been actual. They've people, been actual but... people, but you know what? I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, if there's any milestones that you've had, let us know about them. We can lockdown milestones. Lockdown milestones. So yeah, hundred days without a proper actual gig. Yes, we miss it, but we're going to keep positive and we're going to keep doing podcasts because we've we've got time to, I guess. Yeah. Well, you can stay positive. I might have a cry. I've had many a cry, <laughs> but let's just move on from that. Now, we haven't actually been up to much this week, but we have... Binged, watched. Yeah. That's not where you were going with it. Well, no, I was going to, just going to say we finished watching New Girl. Oh. And I think last week uh, we were up to... We kind of five. Yeah, we touched on it, didn't we? But we said we weren't going to talk about it until we finished it. And we finished it. Um, so, yeah, I think we're up to season five. And, yeah, we've completed all seven series now. 
yeah, <laughs> done it, nailed it. <laughs> Which is another good show. Um, where they make the bad cakes. Um, yeah, we have. I think um, we've touched on that before as well. I think so. Um, but yeah, we've finished all seven series of New Girl. Um, so we can sum it up a little bit now, can't we? Yeah. There's our views on it. If you like Friends, very similar in some respects. I have been. You kept comparing it to Friends at the right moments, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I think like some of the storylines, Adam was like, such a similar thing happened yeah. in Friends. But really like it, some of them, weren't they? There were some really. I'm not saying the character, because the characters aren't like Friends. No. But their situations have very, very similar situations. Uh, but then again, they're life situations, so they're bound to crop up in various things. Yeah. I mean, not everything. <laughs> I don't remember them being in LOLO. I don't remember them having the same situations. No. I suppose they were too busy dealing with the occu- war. occupied France and the yeah. war. To, to um, mention the coffee shop. <laughs> which uh, isn't in... <laughs> Friends or New Girl. What? The coffee shop? No! Occupied France. <laughs> oh, no, no, of course not. I'm sure they know about it. I mean, it, it had happened. Let's not just... Let's not... Let's not... Are you trying to say Friends is anti-occupied France? Obviously, well, I'm anti-occupied France, but they're anti-history. Is that what you're trying to say about Friends? They don't know about occupied France. Where they don't they actually mention much about the uh, about history. Although there is that <laughs> there is that one scene where... He studies where dinosaurs. The, yeah, but, that's yeah. That's history. That's, yeah, but that's, you know, dinosaurs. Um... Uh, no, there is that one. I mean, we're talking about friends now. We're supposed to be talking about new girls. <laughs> there is that one little scene that's a flashback of one of Phoebe's uh, previous lives, where she's a uh, a nurse on the battlefield, and, and her arm, arm gets pops blown off. off. And then yeah. her other one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or are we now yeah. trying? Are we confusing that with uh, Monty the, Python? Yeah, the legs get chopped. Off. I think so. It's just a mere scratch. Come on. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's one thing. Now you mentioned about flashbacks. That's one thing New Girl doesn't do, which is great. I hated that. It's like, friends, you've run out of an idea. Let's do a whole episode based on... They did like six or so episodes. I think there's one every season, yeah. actually, wasn't there? Yeah, there you go. So that would be like ten then. Yeah. Let's yeah. do an episode where we just show clips, mash some clips together from other shows. Cop out. If you're listening, <laughs> you copped out. Um, David what, Schwimmer. Why are you blaming him? I don't know. Um... But the one thing they do is they do flashbacks of, you know, like when they were children, a bit like they do in Friends as well. Which isn't actually them as children. <laughs> they haven't filmed it. Oh, no, no. 30 yeah. years, 30 when years they're ago. children, it's not them. It's, um, yeah, children. Children. Actual actors. children. Actual. And actually, the, the actor that plays um, Jess, but as like. That's the main character. But as a child. I think she changes like two or three times. They stop using. Yes. Probably because maybe she got too old too or something. Too old to be a child. Yes. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. You're still very childlike. In the mind. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. Um, um, Zoe Deschanel. Did I say that right? Deschanel. Deschanel. Is it Deschanel? Deschanel. Yeah. If you're listening, Zoe, Zoe, oh, like, give us a call. <laughs> Zoe. Actually, Zoe, don't worry about calling us. We haven't got the number up. You now can leave us a little <laughs> message, a little voice note. Okay, here's a little plan. You work on your impressions next week. Pretend you've done... It's her. Pretend to be her calling in, leaving a message. For you us. don't know that we're still recording, right? Everybody yeah, we'll can hear. Learn you. To also, learn to edit, then we can take stuff out like oh, this. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, so New Girl. Um, actually, one very clever thing that happened in New Girl. Um, if you are a fan of the show Brooklyn Nine Nine, <gasps> um, we did that, didn't we? We literally did a gasp. Yeah. Um. So there's an episode. 
of, well, actually, it came first in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and we completely forgot about it, because there's no reference in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Basically, there's a crossover. So one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has the character Jess Day from New Girl, but it doesn't actually doesn't say, say she that is she Jess is Day. Jess Day. So when we saw it, we're like, oh, look, Zoe Deschanel. But when you rewatched it back, but no, she when even says crossover. Yeah. Which is a brilliant line. The she first goes, this line is she a said crossover. This is a crossover. And she's actually talking about the make of the car. Um, but when you watch New Girl, the episode, the crossover episode with Brooklyn Nine-Nine of New Girl is actually... They're all in it, aren't they? Yeah, very involved. Because um, first of all, like... Um, the character Jake Peralta gets in the car like he does in um, the ser- the episode in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then he kind of goes, "Oh, you need to go to Precinct uh, Ninety Nine," and we're like, "Oh, look at that! There's a little thing." And then next thing, boom, it goes to the actual precinct, and Gina's in it, and yeah, it's very clever. Name dropping there. It's very uh, clever. Also, Megan Fox. She appears for quite a few episodes in the last few ep- series, which is pleasant on the eyes for me you're a fan of megan fox aren't you uh, foxy foxy lady megan foxy lady i don't know what it is i mean like she's quite megan, pretty if you are I listening don't, don't leave a voice note just just probably pm me something get in my dms <laughs> mix so the whole <laughs> mix all, all of seven series of new girl and all you get from it is Megan Fox was in it. If I get Megan Fox from listening to seven series, I am a, oh, it's a winner. Also, one thing we must say as well, um, Zoe Deschanel in real life um, had two children while filming this. Oh. And it's so bizarre oh, for the main no. character. Obviously, they have to write it, kind of write something in that takes the character away from, you know, like the main storyline for a bit. Um, Nothing has ever been so dodgy in hiding a baby bump. And since, I don't know, since um, Frasier. Frasier, when they tried to cover Daphne's bump in some... She went to fat camp, didn't she? Send, they actually in the, they wrote the storyline to send Daphne in, in Frasier, which is an amazing show. Uh, they sent her to fat camp to lose weight because she was getting fat. She was really pregnant. That was yeah. it. It was, yeah. So they have various ways. But but she gets pregnant twice, doesn't she? Yeah. So they and had it's... to do it again. Yeah, One she series, really... she had to... She was out for six episodes. They made up a yeah, whole storyline. six episodes. So the whole thing, I mean, it's New Girl... There's one main character, really. And, yeah, she disappears for six episodes um, to have a child. But it is funny. It's very funny. Very clever. There's great characters being funny. It's funny people being funny, which is not just people reading funny lines. They're funny people. Talented, established actors, which is brilliant. Um, Singers as well. Some of them are really cool singers. Well, Well, we know Zoe is. Um, Zozo. Uh, uh, and my favourite character, and probably yours, Winston. Oh my goodness, Winston Bishop. It, Winston Bishop, the Bish. He had Winnie the Bish. He had Winnie the Bish. He, he has, has some, some of the great best lines. lines. Some of the best, best lines in the show. It's an ensemble cast. There's some great cameos. Um, um hang on, what's the um what's his name? What? Lamorne Morris. Is it Lamorne? Is that how you pronounce his name? Lamorne. Yeah, I think it's Lamorne. Lamorne, yeah, Lamorne. Um, very, very good. But there's so many, so many good people. It's worth watching. Uh, but personally for me, like I said, didn't like the last episode. Don't let that put you off. It just, I like my episodes the end of a whole series. Yeah, you like series to be emotional. Emotional. There was a moment where it could have ended and you were like, this is brilliant. And then there was another bit after which wasn't. I'm not going to spoil it. Which was very funny, funny, in my opinion. It was very funny. I agree with that. It was very funny. Um, Yeah, Adam didn't like the last episode. I liked it. Best 
think, you know what, some of the best ever episode, we should talk about that one day, the best endings to series. Um, Roseanne, so sad. Turns out the whole thing's a diary. Spoiler yeah, but alert. They, and, they and brought it back, though, didn't and they? And Dan's dead. Yeah, but I know, but don't worry about well, that. Spo- bit massive spoiler alert there, anybody um, that hasn't seen it. Cosby when, Show. Cosby. But, no, no, oh, when they brought... The Cosby yeah, show. but when they brought uh, Roseanne back, mm-hmm. the first... I mean, it was years and years and years, like yeah. 20 years or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, gap. And then when they brought it back, the first episode kind of goes, well... <laughs> To all that just happened yeah, in the last exactly. Thing. I don't, I don't include the new Roseanne as anything. I haven't actually um, seen it properly. That did not sound like it at that's, all. That's when I do it. Um, so yeah, the other one, not the best ending ever. You've never really watched. You've never watched all the Cosby, have you? Nope. Do you know how it ends? Nope. It's really poignant. There's a big. It's a real big moment. But then they step out from the set. You know the the actual set they're in. Yeah. And go walk right out to the audience and it's just like oh it's something about it it's done so well it doesn't breaking sound as good as there breaking the third wall yeah actually that reminds me can i just quickly yeah, go for it but don't ask me we that's what we do that's what we're here for um the other night um adam fell asleep in front of the telly and he um he woke up on well, the sofa i didn't just go stand in front of the telly and fall no. asleep um weird. He, he, he woke up um <laughs> oh, what i call sleepy talking going <laughs> They've broken the fourth wall. I was like, I'm sorry. Can you elaborate? They've they've broken the fourth wall. This this episode. This he thought he was still watching telly, basically, <laughs> even though he'd fallen asleep in front of it. Walls. Yeah. Joining us this week is superstar and Olivier Award nominee whoop, whoop. Cassidy Jansen. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hello, hello, guys. How are you doing? Good, hello. thank you. Good, good, good. Lovely How to are hear you? you. Lovely to hear you. Oh, very well. Just surviving the Corona coaster, as I like to call it. The corona yeah. coaster. <laughs> Okay, I think you've already given us the name of this week's podcast, the Corona Roaster. Um, The Corona Coaster. Corona Coaster. Corona Coaster. Although it has been quite warm today, so it has been a bit of a roaster as well. Um, Lovely. Yeah, how how is lockdown for you? How's how's it all been? Um, A bit up and down, hence the Corona Coaster. Yeah. um, I think everyone's probably been on a similar thing where, you know, some days you really think you, you got it and everything's great and the next day you wake up and you want a gin and tonic at 10 a.m. So, uh, you know, uh, you know. Relatable. Uh, uh, relatable. Well, I was um, like that before lockdown. Yeah. Oh, well, I know, I know. But um, I think the first probably six weeks was lovely because I think for, you know, a lot of people that are self-employed and they can't really take their foot off the gas at any point because they feel like they might miss out on, on an important job. So I think to be able to fully unplug and, and know that if I don't check my emails for two days, like nothing's going to happen, yeah. you know, that was actually really lovely. And then and then when you realise how slowly things are, are getting better and actually they weren't, um, you suddenly realise, oh gosh, you know, things aren't going to be back to normal by July. They're not going to be back to normal by September. No one actually really knows when things are going to be back to normal. And especially for, and I think the, the the worrying thing was, you know, I've got friends that are going back to work or work throughout this whole period from home. But friends that are certainly, you know, reopening and going back to their jobs, you know, these last two weeks. And, and I've been happy for them, but I always have that very sinking feeling of, 
of gosh, when it when it, when is live music going to yeah. be able to be back to normal? And that that I'm finding very hard to deal with. You know, and, and, you know, to be quite transparent, is it's it's I find it quite difficult to to come to terms with the um, uncertainty in our profession and then the complete lack of um, acknowledgement from the government about what they're going to do about live music. Just nothing. Exactly. Absolutely. They're helping football out. They're sorting out the football players and. Um, sorting out, you know, getting all the matches going again, but nothing about theatre, which theatre alone, not the arts as a whole, just theatre brings billions to the economy. Yeah. And and they're doing nothing. So it's like they're cutting off their noses by their face. It's like, hello, guys, we bring you all. Remember of money. us. Yeah. Remember us. Um, now, for those, for those and listening. People come to this country as tourists because they want to come and see the West End. You know, it's a um, massive tourist attraction. So. Well, I was going to say, well, that those, brings us nicely yeah, to people who don't listening, know you. That um yeah don't know who you are. I mean, <laughs> how dare they? Doesn't? How dare they? Um yeah, and doesn't know what you do. Um, like before this whole thing kicked off, you were. She still is. Hmm? I know, but I was going to say you were in um the West End show and Juliet, um and obviously that kind of just came to a big old halt, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, yeah, you've got it, it, your, uh, you know, you're a solo artist as well. But um, I am. Oh, we, we'll get that into We'll get into all that. that. In a bit. We've got yeah. loads to get through. You do so many <laughs> things. You do. So you mentioned the football. My friend actually told me that they, the match that was on the other day, they they put cardboard. They've been putting cardboard cutouts because I don't follow football. He does. He told me. He said there's cardboard <laughs> cutouts in the stands, and there's a man that was con- for one team was controlling a sound box so that you could hear the crowd going. <laughs> Not even lying. That's mad, isn't what? it? That's that's yeah. That was my reaction. Yeah, that's. I don't what they think did. that will quite I work. I don't think it would theater. work in the theatre, would it? A load of cardboard audience with a man in the back going. Hey, hey, hey. That's so weird. So it's they weird. basically mocked up an entire mm-hmm. stadium, and you could oh. pay or. No, you not pay. You could send in your faces if you wanted, like proper fans could send in their faces if they wanted to be in the crowd, which I wish I'd have done because I don't like football. And I said to my friend, it would be the only time I'd ever be at a football match. Yeah, true. In cardboard form. True story. That's what I could have done. Yeah. So wow. You, and it's mad, isn't it? That is extraordinary. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, no, we, um, we did actually want to talk to you about um, the UK theatre. Um, fiasco that it is at the moment um so where like where do you think the direction of uk theater is going at the moment during this coming out of this yeah coming out of this well i mean it's it's, no one knows anything i mean there's there's things that i know are being trialed like andrew lloyd webber is doing a trial at the palladium where he's um testing audiences uh, with thermoregulation some kind of disinfectant that they're being covered in and then having no social distancing in the palladium um, to see how that would work. Uh, That's amazing considering how rich he is that he's going to do it's that. It's amazing. He's going to stand yeah, there right? on his own testing people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So, so I think that's, you know, kind of, in, well, I think it's great that he's doing oh, that. Yeah. He's actually trying to find a way that the industry can, can you know, come alive again. Uh, sometime soon so if that trial goes well that could be really promising um, so that's happening in July um, I think you probably know that Cameron McIntosh has said none of his shows are coming back till 2021 yes um, but 
you know, he's he's a he's like the Titanic. You know, he's got multiple shows he has to reopen and multiple heads, as it were, that yeah. he has to make sure are aligned. Yeah. Whereas independent shows and independent theatres, they're a bit more nimble. So, you know, I, I think obviously that sent I think quite a shockwave for the industry. But I was like, well, he's he's a massive entity. There's lots of independent shows with one producer that that could open one show. They don't have to open. 10 shows at the same time they can open one yes and it's a lot less risky for them so i i actually think that perhaps you know a couple of shows might you know maybe a handful of shows might be open in december maybe you know obviously that's i mean i'm plucking ideas out of my yeah no no yeah we won't hold you to that no no anyone listening this is a disclaimer cassidy is not saying this is exactly what's going to happen she's not going to put on three or four shows at christmas yeah, yeah. And I think there's some Panthers that are trying to go ahead. and, and Oh, um, no, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I feel, and also I think those shows that do potentially open or any, and even if it's not shows, even if it's just gigs, like small gigs of like yeah. 50 people, I think any gigs, obviously there'll be not many, many of them, any live and any live gig that happens to open before Christmas will be a sellout because people will be, Desperate, desperate to yeah. go somewhere absolutely so there'll be less of them but they, they'll do well um because i think there'll just be a surge of desperate people just itching to be in a group of people having a shared experience of of live music exactly i was reading uh i think it's sorry i might be wrong but i think it was germany were trying out whether this whole moving like re- taking out a load of seating and in a theater and having well, it really yeah, minimal I think that was germany. it was germany um that kind of thing i think Yes, it could work, but for certain shows, it just couldn't work uh, financially. It can't work in this financially, country, can't, as well. I think I think Germany. I think there's certain countries they subsidise their theatre. It can't work here because they don't get subsidies. Oh. unless the government subsidised theatre, uh, it they can't be do. done here. Yeah, well, you, you <laughs> well, never know your luck. <laughs> yeah, they should be. Yeah, so we wait with bated breath from yeah. the uh, art secretary Oliver Dowden. So yeah. uh, maybe he'll pull his finger out of his ass sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, let's uh, loop back to, um, yeah, just before uh, lockdown and talk about Anne Juliet. Um, no. Now, I am so, I'm so upset. Obviously, like this whole corona thing has put a stop to everybody's life. Um, but I was actually, it's so funny. I, there's just something that did not want me to see you in this show anytime soon. Um, because I remember messaging you like, are there any shows that you won't be in? And you were like, no, it's fine. So I was like, okay, I'll look at ticket dates. And then you were like, oh, I've just uh, injured my my leg, so I won't be in these loads of shows. Yeah. Then as soon as you came back and I was like, right, going to book the tickets. And then this all happened. Um, yeah. So I, I, Yeah, my I wife mean, is a huge fan of... Well, all the music in it, um, but also uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and, and obviously, Juliet. this is a a different twist on uh, on Romeo and Juliet. Um, do you want to give a, a quick description for, for yeah, everybody? I will, I will, I will. So, imagine if you will, and um, I play William Shakespeare's wife, Anne Hathaway, and he invites me to the final rehearsal before the first performance of Romeo and Juliet. And he tells everyone the ending, and there's a deathly silence, and I tell him, darling, that shit. Um, uh, why don't we rewrite the story together? Juliet can live, live a life. Maybe she wakes up, finds Romeo dead, and doesn't kill herself. Maybe that happens. And um, uh, so we start rewriting it together. 
Um, and then something silly happens and, and I end up writing myself into the show as Juliet's new best friend and <laughs> we, go on a road, we go on a road trip and it gets really silly. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, and then I don't want to ruin too much of the story because, you know, certain characters from yeah. the play are in it, certain new characters are created for this show. Um, but it's really a, um, a story about, you know, everyone's welcome. There's transgender characters there's gay characters there's um an old uh couple that are rekindling their romance there's you know the every man every woman character which is me and william shakespeare we're, we're a couple that are just trying to like get through our marriage there's new love you know it sort of ticks every box and so everyone can relate to one of the storylines which is really gorgeous and also the music of max martin who I'd never heard of and most people haven't heard of but he's the third biggest songwriter of all time uh uh, only behind Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> only behind Lennon and McCartney. Yeah, only, only. only. Monster, monster wow. songwriter. He has written for Britney Spears, Celine Dion, Pink, Ace of Base, you know, oh, oh. So he did that. Um, he did all the Backstreet Boys stuff. Um, he's written um, Cause I'm feeling for Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I mean, the guy is an absolute monster songwriter producer. That's amazing. And um, so all of the music is from him. They've reimagined it. I call it dramatic pop. So it doesn't sound like teeny bopper pop. It's got this amazing dramatic, uh, there's, there's strings in the orchestration, so it's got this beautiful weightiness drama to it. Um, so the songs that you, and a lot of the songs, because they're reorchestrated, you don't recognize them initially. Um, and it's people go, oh, my God, that's so clever. They, they put that song there. And the other genius thing is the book writer is a guy called David West Reed who writes for a, an American sitcom called Shit's Creek. And so he's a clever, clever writer. Very, very, I would, he's Canadian, but his, his humor is very British. It's very black out of humor. Yeah. And what's amazing about how he's written the show is that every song of Max Martin that's put in the show never serves as a sort of shoehorned in song. It pushes the plot along and there's barely a fucking, sorry, there's barely a pronoun changed. It's almost, it, it's, unbelievable it's spooky how well the songs work within the story and it like sometimes you sometimes i sat, sat there in the dressing room and there's a duet between two characters about their, the drama and their relationship and how it's going to work and you're like this could have been written for the show for yeah. that moment it could have been written and they haven't changed the lyrics i was like i need to check out the original song i was like no i'm changing the lyrics that's <laughs> crazy Absolutely crazy. So, um, it's I, I truly think it's a modern masterpiece. I don't think I'm biased, but maybe I am. Well, no, because um, it had quite a few uh, like award nominations and like it, yeah. it, was, it really um, well, including you know ba, 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 ba. your very own uh, Olivier Award nomination. Nomination. Just, yes. just draw that in there. We have we uh we can just say yeah. Oh what we know her yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that must be an amazing, <laughs> I mean, amazing you know, feeling. You, that, des- to you even, deserve to win it, but uh, yeah. But to be even to be <laughs> nominated for such a thing is it yeah. must be like such a buzz. Just do you know what? I've been knocking around an awful long time, and to have have a nomination <laughs> of, of the Olivia Day panel, I've been knocking around. I've been knocking so, around for these years. Yeah, so to have have the acknowledgement from the Olivia panel, it really was lovely, and uh, I feel. And then, you know, there's only, I think it's, I think it's only four nominees for the Olivier. So, yeah. so I feel, you know, so it's, a, it's lovely to have, and also because my role is actually a comedy role mainly. I think actually, no, I say mainly, I think it's a good 50 50 split between comedy and 
more straight acting. So yeah. she honestly, my role is uh, it's probably one of my most favorite roles I've ever played because I get to have a big a lot. I got my character goes on quite a journey. There's you know there's a lot of heart to my character, but there's a lot of pain that isn't spoken about, and there's quite a few dramatic moments that I get in the show. But actually, I'm the comedy one of the main comedy characters in the show, and so to get to do both in a in a in a lead role is really rare. Yeah. So I really enjoy playing her because I get to tick every little. I get to cry and have drama, and I get to be really funny. Um. So I was actually a little bit surprised I got nominated because most of the time when you get nominated for for acting role it's because of it's a heavyweight role yeah. not a comedy role and so again that was that again that in and of itself was lovely because um i know the other three actresses um are in quite dramatic roles so to be included in that bracket in, in you know a very funny role is again it's, that's brilliant i'm very just chuffed to be just chuffed to be involved guys <laughs> well how okay i'm never gonna just, oh, go on, sorry no, go and on. I just wanted to sort of big up the show as, as well. There was a, there's another big award called the Watson Stage Awards. Yeah. And well, um, we're just crossed that off. We're we, about to mention that, but okay. And it got nominated for the most Watson Stage Awards ever. Wowza. We got th- yeah. I think it was 13 Watson Stage Awards, and that's the most a show's ever had. And the Watson Stage Awards, I think, have been running for about 20 years. So that was, insane. you know, it's a big indicator of how good the show's guys. Hang on, hang on. How, how do you get? Okay, because I'm never going to get one. I'm waiting for the OBE instead. Yeah, I'm never going to get a, 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 Lovia, a, a Olivia, a Olivia. I can't even say it. Olivia Award. I'll give you an Olivia Award. Thank you. I have two. Oh, I'll take yeah. two, please. Um, how do you? How do you get told you're going to get this kind of award? I've always wondered this. When I see them, do you just get like a text, or does your agent go, "Hey," or just how do you oh. find out? Does it come in the post oh. or what? I, I didn't realise they were actually what they did. They had a live feed from the Olivier website with two actors reading them out. Oh. So they were like get, pulling them out of a hat and going, and the nominees are blah 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 blah, and um, and that's how you'd find out. But actually, what actually ended up happening was I think my agent called me and said you've been nominated. So that's pretty that's cool. What happened. Just like that. Yeah. So if I with, if I use my magic and I sneak into when they do that draw, I can palm in my name into the hat. Yeah, they'd be like. Who the bloody hell is Adam Hoffman? For his outstanding performance in in the shower the other week when he was (laughs) belting it out. It's brilliant. That's that's my plan. That's Um, my way in. Now, before we uh, jump into uh, your theatre history a bit, because you've been in quite a few amazing shows, um, with, like, and Juliet, after, like, lockdown's over and, you know, UK theatre starts back up again... Um, what happens with um, like kind of like the contracts? Like, will it be recast when it comes back, or will the uh, will the roles be offered to the people that were playing them um, when it got cut short before the lockdown? Um, so there was a big, big thing, and I. I probably best not to talk about it publicly too much. Okay. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong in it. I just think it's probably like. I think it's it, it, there's nothing um, confidential about it. It's just a bit of a weird situation where basically every West End show negotiate. There was a big thing with our union, the Equity Union, who were going in a lot with um, Society of London Theatres trying to work out a deal between cast and shows. And uh, without going into too much detail, basically there was a deal made where <coughs> shows, uh, cast agreed whether or not to stay on uh, basically, essentially being uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A buyout of some kind to say, yeah. look, if we all agree to come back, uh, we'll take a small amount of cash to 
to be a retainer, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. I'll get the other word. Her offered a retainer to be ready to open when shows are ready to open. So that's what happened. Okay. So every every show sort of had their own slightly different uh, deal, but um, that essentially was what our union fought for us. So we 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 I think all the shows agreed agreed. Yeah, I think every show said got a majority, so they were going to reopen with this, with basically the same cast. Yeah. Awesome. Fab. So the world. That's good because be... after all this bigging up, then people are going to be like, oh. We should go and see her in this. And yeah. <laughs> is it going to be on? And they'll be like, oh, it's not actually on. That's perfect. That's good. That's why I'm pleased to hear this. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Good old equity. Yes, we are. We are, pa- honestly, we are paid up members. They did a great job. We are paid they up members. Great... We, yes, they yeah, are good. They are good. You know what? They are. And they, they, they work. The guy, I think his name's Paul Fleming, who really fought very hard for us. Um, he did a great job. And I just want to acknowledge him on here because he worked constantly throughout that whole five week period and he probably is still working unbelievably hard now he's, he's a trooper Aww. yeah he's probably yeah. far too busy to listen to this podcast that's for sure yeah definitely yeah. Uh, even my mum yeah. even my mum drifts in and out she said I'll listen to it next time <laughs> um, so yeah that's awesome um, so let's talk about some of your other um, your other roles now obviously we have to mention beautiful the Carol King musical where okay. of course you played Carol King. Yeah, as I did. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> nice just, just that, just yeah, just that small role. Yeah, just just, just a little, little bit part in that inconsequential, yeah. supporting, tiny. Yeah, just <laughs> having to also meet the woman and sing with her as well. I mean, that's just yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's so blasé about it all. Well, no, I know how um, how emotionally attached to um, to all of that you are because whenever I see um, like reposts, you're always like, "Oh my goodness, look, look at this!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's one of those sort of it was a bit of a career changing role. It opened a lot of doors for me, and it's not very often you get a job where you love. Physically, every day, loved going on that stage and playing that role. Just had the most pleasure doing that part. Yeah. It suited me vocally very well, acting-wise very well, just physically fitted me very well. Um, the show itself, I was a fan of before I was in it. So I was so pleased to be in what, what I considered the best commercial musical that I've seen since Wicked. Um, I thought the writing was brilliant and obviously Carol King's music is stunning um I I love and the cast were just gorgeous I had the best two years doing that show so no, so I had that as it as just the the pleasure of doing the job and then on top of that the the PR around playing that part was amazing I got to do so many events with it and you know sang at the Royal Albert Hall for Magic of the Musicals you know that was extraordinary to to be able to do that with like a ATP theatre you know that because I'm in that show um <clears throat> then you know having a gala night where I suddenly am on stage with Jeremy Vine and Samantha Bond and um all these you know actors that I times and Althwaite all these actors that I've admired and and suddenly they're going, oh, hello, can I have a picture with you? And you're like, you know, Dane Kelly wow, Holmes is like, can I have a picture with you? And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and, um, and then, and obviously, um, singing with Carol King at Hyde Park was unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, once in a lifetime kind of thing that happens to someone. And then, yeah. um, and then, and then on top of that, right place, right time, I get offered to be part of the leading ladies with Bevy Knight and Amber Riley. 
and and that was literally those those career things that you hear that happens rarely in anyone's life is is the yeah. phone call which is like here's an amazing job would you like it and um I, yeah i was pinching myself i still pinch myself yeah. you know I, was on the, I performed on the graham norton show i sat on the red sofa i performed at the royal variety and met the royal family i um performed on strictly come dancing what i mean that was that was oh, like man. every Christmas of all eternity happened at that moment for me. I was, I don't think I've ever been happier than Tony on Strictly and meeting Anne on the Beck. Like, I don't <laughs> think I've ever been happier. I, I actually had that in uh, in our notes to to um to chat to you about actually I was like I've even <laughs> underlined it about Strictly because I knew that meeting Anton Dubeck just like completely made your life oh my god it was the best day of my life and I think it may still well be the best <laughs> day of my life I love that show so much it was amazing that's awesome that's now, I'm so glad nice. that you've um you've mentioned leading ladies um I am personally a huge fan. I love uh, listening to it on Spotify in the car and Aww. attempting to to sing along. Even That's though not I, so nice, that I part cannot of it, uh, sing not to save my life. Um, but yeah, it's um, for people that don't know. Leading ladies are known as a musical theatre supergroup. The three of you together are just—I mean, like individually—you are all like powerhouses. Powerhouses. And then, like, just the three, oh, my goodness, just, yeah. Go on Spotify and find them and listen, because they are awesome. Yes, truly amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We got we got nominated for a Classic Brit Award for Album of the Year. Um, and we, what was the other thing we did? Oh, yeah, we got in the, we got to, in the top 20, got the top 20 of the album at Christmas. So, yeah, we did good. Cash. Yeah, ca- oh, what was that other thing? Oh, yes, top 20 yeah. in the album chart. Just a little Just thing. Just that other thing. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Pipped by Mr. Blobby again. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, now, while we're talking about, um, you know, uh, music and stuff, um, you have quite recently um, released your first solo album, haven't you? Um, ah. Titled Cassidy. Um, Imaginative, I know. <laughs> oh, no, um, I love it. It went with your name, which is good. It would have been weird to just you, to call it Adam. I would have been, I would have, yeah. I would have been really think, I, I mean, think like, Hoffman. The, the, the Hoffman. The Hoff, the Hoff, the Hoff, the Hoff collection. I don't know if it would yeah. have done so well, to <laughs> I be don't honest. Have done so no, well. you know, with people, you know, judging a book by its cover and all that. Yeah. Hey. Um, oh. Which actually, the cover to it is. Uh, hubba is Hubba. So stunning. Um, Thank you. Yeah, obviously, the music on it as well is fabulous. I know my wife's right Thank here. You. I know my wife's right here, listeners, but. Hubba hubba. Oh, uh, guys. Stop it. Stop it. You are one talented lady. You really are. Thank you very much. Talking. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> Talking. Of sh- okay, but shows. Can I go back to shows? Okay, let's go back to because, shows. Because um, okay. one of my favourite all-time shows and all-time people on sort of sitcoms and things is Kelsey Grammer. And oh, yeah. whenever uh, I set up yeah. to do, I don't care, every time I set up to do my podcast, when I get my headphones on, I like to pretend that I'm a... Fraser Crane. I just want to say, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, I just always <laughs> pretend that that's what I'm doing, because, yeah. Um, and you got to meet the man... She probably knows him just by you, Kel. Kel. KK. K. You know me, old mate, K. You know, K. KG. Old Grumpster. Yeah, she probably got a little nickname for him. Um, yeah, you, Man of La Mancha, with him... Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris? No, no, no. No, no sorry. No, 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 no
Yeah. Yeah, there you are. There we go. There's so many. You I know. There's so many different. celebrities yeah, that you work with. I, I only work with big sitcom stars. That's my role. Okay, yeah. that's that's our way in. We need to we need to make a sitcom. And <laughs> then we've got our foot in the door. No, we've got our foot in the door with a podcast. <laughs> we've got. <laughs> hey, um, Ricky Gervais started with his podcast. Remember? He didn't right. start with his podcast. Well, no, but he, he had but, that radio. Yeah. Thing. All right, all right. I'm just trying. Yeah. So what? <laughs> You know, I mean, obviously we fan we we fangirl yeah. you, but I'm, I fangirl this man. What what's the man like? And uh, and just don't if he's even if he's not nice, don't say it, please. No, <laughs> is he a, is he fun he's to lovely. work? With? He's lovely. He honestly is lovely, and he's the most extraordinary actor. Mm. Just. There was um, a scene towards the end of the show, a very dramatic scene when he's sort of on his deathbed and I had to sing him this lullaby and, oh, my God, the way he was acting and looking at me, he was so confused and he was trying to remember my name and he couldn't remember who it was and had all this, like, amnesia and, and, the, and the realness of him, the confusion in his eyes, it was just no, there was no Kelsey left. It was just only Don Quixote and I... That's amazing. I loved, loved working with him. Um, he really brings you up a level. He's like, fuck, he's really in this. i got to kind of stay on my A game. And he strikes me as um, a very clever person as well. Like he just yeah. comes across as a someone who knows stuff. I think he, <laughs> that's how I, I that's think, how an idiot sums yeah. up clever people. Yeah, they know. Yeah, stuff. I think he, he and Nicholas Lintus, I think, are very cerebral guys, and yeah. I'm just not. I'm like, I, I, I you know, I, I think one of my 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 saddest regrets in this life is that my IQ wasn't higher. And, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, like sometimes when you're around really like smart people, you're just like. I can study till the day I die and I will never have the speed of brain that you have. You know, like someone like, you know, like me, like I, I, you know, I have a friend that's really intelligent and you say, I would lose some of my intelligence to be able to sing. He can't sing at all. Yeah. Like he literally, it's, it's hilarious. I think you'd think he's putting it on. He cannot sing at all. And he'd say, I would lose some of that just to be able to, to have an artistic thing. And, and then you forget like, for me, singing is really easy and I take it for granted. And for, you know, for really intelligent people, their speed of, of uh, memory recall is, is extraordinary and they just have it. You know, you're born with that. You can't get your brain to have higher IQ. Oh, not really. But, um, yeah, I wish I was brighter. And then, so Nicholas Linters and Kelsey Grammer would be chatting about stuff that was just like, I was like, I can't really put anything <laughs> into this conversation. I'm just going to go in my room and eat some blackberries. So, this is, yeah. This is, like, <laughs> this is like when Leanne met... Um... Oh, Steve. I've worked Stephen with Stephen Fry back, back, well, oh. way back when I was in like, oh, um, wow. college. I, um, you're normally like, quite... I did, yeah, I did just a bit of background work on, uh, on the show that he was in and oh. he was so friendly and stuff. And I just, I complete, I think it's the only time I've ever been truly starstruck just because he was such an intimidating man because I was like, oh. I have nothing to say to you. Like, you don't what, really know. what do, what do I say <laughs> to somebody that's like this clever hey steven yeah <laughs> that's what i would have said hello. hey i'm lucky hello. i'm lucky yeah i'm lucky because whatever room i'm in i know i'm not the cleverest person oh. so it's fine but I, no but at least I, I know i know my market so i'm all right look it's lovely <laughs> chatting to you i think we have to go to a, uh, our special advert that we've made and we'll can we come back oh. and talk to you after okay yay talk to you in a couple of moments the year is 2020. A global pandemic has struck. The government have issued warnings, 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 warnings. This is the government. Face coverings must be worn on all public transportation. It's the law, 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 law. 
We advise that you wear them in built-up places like shops. So who do we turn to for good quality masks? You need Mama Apples. Mama Apples masks are triple layered. They are 100% washable and reusable. They come with elasticated or tie straps. They have a flexible wire across the nose and cheekbones to mould to your face and close all gaps. They have a filter pocket should you want extra protection and they can be made in your favourite colour and in lots of fun and exciting patterns. Mama Apples Masks. Search for at the Mama Apples on Instagram. Hello and welcome back. We are chatting with West End superstar Cassidy Janssen. Hello again. Hi. She's still there. Thanks for hanging on. <laughs> Hi. So um, I dropped in Neil Patrick Harris um, by mistake earlier instead of Nicholas Lindhurst, but that's because, you know, like I mentioned, <laughs> I am not as smart as most. Um, but you were with him in Tick, tick Boom? Now we are, yeah. I mean, you said you've been in this, you know, quite... Uh, but, I mean, it says quite a long time, but you're you're still very young. Um, now, this was like one of your like first first big things, is that right? Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I think it was my first London-based uh, lead role. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's what's he like as well? Then what's he? <laughs> yeah, I just, nice. I'm just like, ask I a big like, well, I, I, like. I know it. I know. What's the gossip? Well, only. Like, be- Again, because I love, again, I I love How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm absol- good sitcom. I, I'm, yeah, obsessed, I'm obsessed with that sitcom, wasn't I? Binge, literally binge watched the whole thing. Yeah, we did, didn't uh, we? Have you yeah. met Ted? Hmm? Yeah, have you met Ted? That's good, that's very um, good. He was amazing. He's, I learned so much, so much from working with him because I was very much, um, I would say, talented but very untrained in the old acting side of things I knew I could act but I had no idea what I was doing and um but knew I had a you know, my voice was like sort of my, my main instrument and um and then working with him because he's such a you know he was a child star he had his own tv show Doogie Howser when um he was yes. a, a wee a wee pup and um so being on stage with some, being a man, I've sort of been, done a tour of the UK in, in a musical called Footloose, playing another lead role. Uh, but it was, you know, Footloose is, is not really um, Harold Pinter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already everywhere acting. And so to sort of work on, on a, and, and I played multiple uh, roles in that show. And there's only three of us in the show. So um, I basically, you know, I quietly shat myself when I realised how good he was. I just had to, <laughs> And just watched him, and I was like, what is he doing that I like so much? What is he doing that's so real to me? What is it? And I sort of studied him, and um, and he was very sweet to me and very took, much took me under his wing and, and was, uh, you know, very kind and, you know, let me sort of make, make a few too many mistakes. And, um, <laughs> I, 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 and I got there eventually, and, and, I, and I really, I think that for me was kind of a tipping point in my acting technique um and uh that was you know i will always be grateful to him for that that's brilliant um i probably think he thinks you are like we do legendary oh yeah see what i did there see what i did there see what i'm sorry that you're lactose intolerant (laughs) (laughs) dairy i'm sorry you do it better than me um 
Uh, that's why you're. That's why. That's why you get paid to do it. Yeah. That's why. That's why I get paid the big bucks. The big bucks. That's why we're here without podcast. That's, that's when I did get paid the big bucks. Right now I'm not wanting anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay. you have still been keeping yourself nice and busy even during the lockdown, which is great. I have. Um, you have been doing uh, some charity stuff. Uh, you've done some streams, sort of uh, raising money for various things as well, which is always a good thing to do. I've done a couple yeah. myself on the live streams, which is just it's nice to try and help a little bit when you can. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, brilliant. You did uh, for the George Floyd Memorial Fund, I do believe. You did, I did. Uh, Sing Space. Yeah, Probably if I, sorry space. if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember. Sing yeah, Space. Sing Space. Yes. Yeah, so um, a friend of mine, Rachel Lyons, she's a fantastic singing teacher and I've known her for a very long time. And she's um, she was a performer, but now she's, she's um, I think she only teaches. And she asked me to do... Um, a sort of Q&A, sing a few songs. And then George Floyd happened and I said, shall we do- donate the money to his memorial fund? So that's how that happened. Um, and that, that did really well. We let me raise about 350 quid or something like that. That's okay. awesome. Every uh, little helps when you're doing stuff like this. Every little helps, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, we haven't actually mentioned, um, we, we met, when we all met really, which is quite some yeah. years ago, in the, vin- in the is another sort of side of you is the vintage side of things. Uh, you sing mm. a lot. Used to sing a lot with the in the vintage scene. Uh, I did, particularly with our friends and your friends, the Jive Aces. And I don't know. Actually, I think they're called the Jive Aces. I'm only allowed to do that when I'm in- introducing them. Apparently, they said I'm not allowed to keep doing it all the time. Um, <laughs> they've made it clear. Um, those men in yellow, if you don't know who they are. Um, yeah. which everybody will know who they are in a couple of weeks because they're going to pop on the podcast as well. as well which is good and um, yeah no. that's that's so people know that list people like to know little backstories yeah that's how because it's obviously everyone we have on here is our friend we call them friend of the week so it's gonna be someone uh-huh. we, we know um not uh. just um randomer down the street that you go would you like to be in a podcast yeah. <laughs> it's like stay away from me keep two meters away <laughs> mate buddy take that mic away sir um <laughs> That's not a mic. Anyway, um, that's another story. To go. Uh, yeah, no, so we, uh, yeah, you, um, that's when we first saw you sort of belting out a com- com- kind of different stuff from that you, you do in the shows. Um, you're still into that, aren't you? You still enjoyed that I kind of. I love it. Like when I first met the Jivaces, I was actually singing in, a, in another vintage group called the Rockabellas. Um, I was a dep for them. And um, so I'd been sort of depping for them for probably about four years. And it was a great little. It was a great little gig, you know, singing all these like Andrew Sisters and Beverly Sisters and modern, modern, sorry, swing versions of modern songs. It was, yeah, it was great, you know. And then at one of those Rockabella gigs, I met, I met the Jive Aces. So that's, and then they said, well, we, would you, you know, do a little trial gig with us? And, and then I ended up gigging with them for about 18 months full time. And yes. I had the best time because they are the nicest human beings. Yes. They're very caring and supportive and um they and do fun. make you feel like good they, they do make you feel good able, and they're very fun and i had uh really I, and at that point in my life i really needed to just have um stable fun because i just sort of broken up with my husband at the time and they just kind of picked me up and put me back together again and then after 18 months they were like fly birdie now <laughs> <laughs> and boy own. did you fly yeah and i did i flew i guess when i got carol king and they were like you're all right you can go play carol king now <laughs> so yeah they they were they were a wonderful transitional healing period of my life so i think um they'll always have a very special place in my heart we'll make sure uh, that always. we say that you said hello when we get them on 
Um, and if then and if they go who, we'll be like, oh my goodness, can't believe you said that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, other other shows. I mean, there's loads, but a few that stand out: Wicked, Elphaba, Wicked, yeah, Elphaba. Yeah. I mean, that's not some small show, is it? There. It's a pretty big show, especially um, especially with um, that role, because you were the um, uh, what's what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Standby. Standby. That's the one. Um, but I mean, yeah. obviously, like the the original Broadway um, cast, uh, Alphabet is played by Adina Menzel, and everybody yeah. knows that Adina Menzel can sing a tune. Um, she but can I, th- you know what? I think you are so like similar so basically i like to also listen to the frozen soundtrack while i'm driving along in my car um and every time she sings along yeah but especially with um frozen 2 because there is more of like a musical theater vibe to the second frozen um i can just i can always picture you singing those songs like when I hear when I hear her singing I'm like oh my goodness Cassidy needs to sing these songs um so uh you know if you if you do have a spare five minutes in lockdown (laughs) and you want to sing one of them for me that'll be great (laughs) so Frozen 2 is on my list I haven't heard it yet but I feel like I'm compelled to now it's um it's coming to uh, it's coming to oh yes it's it's coming to Disney plus next month so uh yeah sign another reason to sign up or can we stop mentioning Disney Plus until they give us sponsorship? I've told you every week she's dropping them a little mention. Until we get until Disney starts sending me soft toys of the Lion King. Yeah, exactly. We're just giving away for free. I want until they send me a little Simba stuffed toy <laughs> that I can pretend to hold up and do the whole scene. Oh, I'm my cat's a, called Simba. Yeah. Oh, how is cat on lockdown? Oh my god, cats are so happy. They're so happy. <laughs> You're around more, aren't you? I'm uh, around all the time. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's, it's lovely. They seem a lot happier. Our, our dog Hattie's gone the opposite. She's excited for like the first. Well, we're up to nearly day a hundred. I was saying, wasn't I? Day a hundred since our proper oh. last outside proper gig. Yeah, um, that wow. wasn't done on Zoom or Skype and all those things. Um, oh, and um, she's now got to that stage where I think she wants some time alone. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's bored of us now. We, we, I'm not lying. She loves listening to me sing. And the last live stream I did, she, I started singing, didn't she? she was like, <sighs> and just walked up and put herself to bed upstairs. She's like, I, I was like, okay, I get the hint. I get the hint now. She's had enough. She wants her space. Actually, she is also missing everybody because obviously she hasn't seen anyone. Um, but she's been in. She's she does this thing where she gets into a mood with like my dad sometimes because he's not seen her enough. Yeah. So she, in her mind, she must think he's gone. He ha- yeah, he hasn't come to visit me. Therefore, I'm in a mood with him. So whenever I FaceTime like my dad. And he'll be trying to get her attention, which she normally loves to talk to him on FaceTime. Um, but yeah, she'll just kind of like look the other way, like, no, no you haven't you come haven't to visit down. me. Bless. <laughs> Lockdown would be a lot worse if, you know, we didn't have pets. Um, now, uh, yeah, sorry. Back to another musical. Go, going back to, oh my goodness, you've done so many amazing things. Um, this is your life. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't burst through your door with the folder. Uh, if we do, we have to stand two metres away from him, I'm afraid. So I'm not going to do that this time. It's not worth it. This is your life from two metres away. Um, You've is- not seen this woman for 40 years, and now you can't see her because yeah. she can only talk to you via Zoom. Um, so, yeah, Avenue Q. Oh, I love that show. So, <clears throat> oh, I love that show. Can you play? Can we? Can you please? Can you please 
Can I can I do my can I do my impression? I've been working on. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, go on, show me. <clears throat> is this your trekking? Is this your trekking monster? No, 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 no. Uh, because, um, but I do agree with the uh, internet's for porn thing. Or uh, okay. you know, I can uh, no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I can't do it now. I've got all shy. I've got all shy. Okay, you okay. no, hang on. Here we go. I was going to do. <clears throat> You're doing Prince. Dan. Hey, Rod. Hey, Nicky. He likes to do both voices <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, you got to do about yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> hey, Rod. Hey, Nikki. I was on hey, the sub kid. the other day, and I was he was smiling at me and laughing at me. I think that he loved me. That's something like that. Anyway, that's, that's it. I'm done. There is it. That was it. Yeah. Oh, that's so. It was all right. I've been working. Been working on that. <laughs> Damn it! That's for porn. Clearly not, not enough. enough. No, no. <laughs> so who? No, but what? Who, so Kate and Kate, Luce, Monster Kate Monster and uh, Lucy the Slut. Can you give us a little bit? Is that allowed? What, you can't just, um, you can't just she ask. She is, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I had neither. I'm completely unprepped, right? Oh, I, well, I haven't you. done it for ages. So you don't I have to, you don't have to. Morning, Brian, how's life? <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. And that's unpracticed. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is, that is, thank you. You've you actually... should be careful with talking about the sensitive subject of race. <laughs> Which oh you actually God, should at the moment. You should at the moment. That's a mate. That's Everyone's actually. Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Doesn't mean to go around committing hate crimes. Oh my yeah, God! Great song. Oh my goodness! That's so kind of, that's kind of made my that's made my day. Thank you so and, much. And uh, I'm very apt with uh, with what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then also Lucy the Slut, she was fun to do. I can make you feel special when it sucks to be you. Let me make you feel special for an hour or two. I made a good tune then, but um, oh my goodness. Go. that's my Kate Monster and my Lucy the Slut. I my my, that is actually brilliant. My you know only what? concern is that she'll now invoice us. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? <laughs> It's so funny because the first time I saw that show, um, it was doing a tour, and we went to um, we love to go to see shows in Bromley because that gets all of the uh, all of the tours. Um, but we went with Adam's parents, and I was not expecting that show to get quite uh, quite as adult as it did. Which is and I remember fine. just sat there like, oh my goodness, I'm watching this with Adam's parents, but, and those puppets I mean, are uh, doing it. But. Oh my god! But like, not but my parents are quite like. If okay. my parents came to see it, or there were kids on the front row, I'd be just like, "Oh my god, this is not okay that no. I'm doing this." Yeah. In front of my my dad, and also the you know the twelve year old child on the front row. Yeah. Whose parents obviously <laughs> didn't research what the show was about. The kids know? like this isn't Sesame Street. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> it's just like. Honestly, yeah, because obviously you've seen the show. There's this yeah. very, you know, naughty, funny as hell scene, but yeah. very naughty scene. And it's just like, and, and so I, there, were, there were times on that front row where there were kids of five or six years old. And and there's nothing you can do. Just like, there is nothing okay what I'm, what I'm about to do in front of these small yeah. children. But, you know, it's not on me. It's on their parents. But these little kids are little bright-eyed, bushy-tailed faces. You're just like, sorry, kids. Santa Claus doesn't exist either. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Disclaimer it, for any children that are watching. Of course, Father Christmas is real. That was a line from a show. Uh, disclaimer, just in case. Because, obviously, we, we, we do run a grotto at Christmas. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, don't tell anyone that he's not yeah, real because we'll be out of a job. Don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> um, we work for him, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. No, actually, they probably, um, those children that went to see that show probably learnt more than they would have if they would have watched Sesame Street, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So basically, like, like a really good way to describe Avenue Q, it's like Sesame Street for adults. Yes. Yeah, it's about, it's about how, what, what's your lesson in life, what lessons you need to learn, and how can you do better next time, and what's your purpose in life, and it, it's, it's those kind of things, but <coughs> for adults. Exactly. There's a great documentary. I digress. Well, it's kind of the same thing. There's a great documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, um, but it was all a whole documentary about the guy that is inside Big Bird. It's so so interesting to see his life. Yeah, the guy played. Yes, the guy played Big Bird, and it is such an uncomfortable thing to be. You don't realize until and he wasn't. He was an old man. Yeah, he was past retirement, but he loved it so much. He stayed and did I it. I think he was too precious about the role yeah, as well. He, didn't like want he it, wouldn't he give didn't it to want, anybody else. He would else. not let it go. And he, but it was such a... He, yeah, I can understand that. Such I mean, good... It's, it's, you're an icon. You're a cultural icon. Yeah. You know, and, and you feel like, you, you know, who do you trust that to? Yeah. And, and it is... Puppetry is painful. Like, yeah. it is painful. Yeah. Because obviously Avenue Q, we haven't said, is, is, a, is a puppet-based show. And so I had to learn how to puppeteer. And... By, you know, I was all right for the first few months. Uh, you, you know, you, your hand starts to cramp and you get strains like muscles in your, your forearm. But, you know, after a year, you get terrible twisted neck. You can't move your yeah. neck. You know, you get frozen shoulder. You know, and this is only after a year. These puppeteers are doing this for decades. Yes. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's horrendous on the body. I, um, I, can, I can agree. I only did like a six-month, seven-month tour of Alice in Wonderland the musical and one of the things yeah. I did was I was the, the the Cheshire cat was a puppet. Oh that was I didn't that? Do, I don't know I didn't do the voice. It was, well, don't do a voice it, was it was pre-recorded. Um <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me but it sounded kind of like that. It actually sounded like they I think they made him sound like Tony Blair because at the time I think that was Tony oh, Blair wow. was in power. Um wow. but yeah that was uh, a long time hey, ago. I go back guys yeah. I go back. Um yeah and I can agree it's like you say, it's all like fun, 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 and then it does start to you start to feel that burn from feel the burn head down, arm up, <laughs> moving, moving yeah. fingers all the time. So yeah, it is yeah. an amazing thing. And in Avenue Q, you've got to you've got to multitask because you, you're not just hidden; you're there in view, in view, yeah, doing so the puppet and a... being seen. Yeah, it was a lot, but not it being was... seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was a real. It was it was good for the old brain cells. I yeah. tell you that. And there was also, there was a couple of scenes where you had to talk to yourself, which was, uh, it was very tricky to learn. And it was one of those things that every night you had to be like, oh, that's that scene. But because the audience knew you were doing that, they knew you were talking to yourself and switching characters, you know, mid-sentence. Yeah. It went down an absolute storm. Like it was just like, it was like, you know, you could sometimes get a round of applause at the end of it because it was just like, I don't know, man, girl's talking to herself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, I mean, that show should still be running, in my opinion. I just think, I, I, yeah. I think they sat, I think I had to sing it couple, maybe maybe six months ago. Someone asked me to sing something from it. So I put it on in uh, in my living room and then I left it. Then the album carried on playing. And um, re listening to the lyrics, I was like, oh my God, the yeah. lyrics are so clever. Yeah. This is such a clever show. That's another um, one of our played ones, isn't it? Quite a lot. Yeah. That's another one I sing oh. along to in the car really yeah, badly. <laughs> I bet you do, you're not a little girl. <laughs> 
Um, so, advice, tips, advice. and advice because okay. obviously this is going to cost you now, guys. This, yeah, yeah, this is. No, I don't need the advice. This I'm, come for free. It's too late for me now. Um, it's, you know, I am what I am now. It's too late. You can't. You can't. You know, you can't break perfection. I, I like to am say. What I am. <laughs> it's too late. No, oh my god, I just did that to you. But if there's anyone listening, <laughs> you keep putting songs in my face. What am I going to do? I'm so sorry. Um, that's what I do. Um, if there is anyone listening, well, there will be people listening, which is good. We have a, quite a strong listening following after only eight shows, which is really good for us. And apologies to Aww. anybody that's um, that's listening into this to hear Cassidy and is having to put up with all of our nonsense as well. Yeah, yeah sorry for those who wow. just tuned in for Cassidy, but you're not getting rid of us, otherwise people will forget, and then people will approach Cassidy and you go, Cassidy. You're part of the equation. Without they're, you, this wouldn't be happening, exactly, so you're equally important. Exactly, they're, thank you. Um, they'll just be going, they'll be like suggesting, well, maybe Cassidy should do a podcast, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. done. We're done oh, for. Oh, no, I'd be a terrible interviewer. We're oh, done for. I, no, I would be an, I'd be so tricky on you. I'd be so tricky for you if you had me on as well, <laughs> just on purpose. Um, so, yeah, no, if there are, there will be people listening. That are, We've got a lot of people that love uh, musical oh, theatre and love arts creatives. and creative types, and a lot of younger people. Um, if you've got tips and advice kind of I know it's not the easiest thing to how do you become a superstar how, yeah how do I get to sing with Kelsey Grammer no um, um <laughs> no any like little tips and advice or is it just the usual keep at it kind of thing I, I mean that's a massive massive part of the um you know equation of, of you know stay if, if you stay in the game longer you're going to have more chances of winning you know um it's it's always been that way, but I think more so now is promote yourself, get mm -hmm. yourself out there. Uh, if you can't get a gig, put a gig on somewhere. There's loads of little venues that you can hire for cheap, get a bunch of your friends to do a performance, invite casting directors, invite music executives, whatever genre of, uh, you know, live music you're into. Um, get creative, put things on yourself, produce things yourself, get yourself known. And that's, that's the most important thing because until you're known, you're not going to get any work. It's really hard. Um, to get that first break and then it's still hard yeah. <laughs> like even even you know i've been very lucky that like, the last five years i've had a really good stretch of, of of solid work but it's not always been that way it's been very like great for a couple of years and then nothing for six months and then great for eight months and then the show closes and then great for you know it's very up and down and i i think yeah. it's just you have to want it you have to it's got to be worth the sacrifice of, of a regular job. Yes. And it always was for me. It always was. I never felt like I was missing out on anything because I loved it. Even when I was doing um, gigs in uh, musicals in pubs, you know, in, in theatres above pubs, um, I loved it. I loved it. I did it for expenses only. I was. I absolutely love what I did. And, um, you know, it's nice that I can, you know, earn a bit more money now, which is lovely. But I still do it, even if I was, you know, not earning very much, you know. Exactly. And that's the kind of outlook you should have um, because yeah it doesn't mm. just it's not handed to you on a plate you have to work for it's it. absolutely not it's absolutely it. not and no one and the other thing i would say is no the universe doesn't owe you anything mm -hmm. you know there's some people that really think that they're owed something just because they can sing well it's like don't it doesn't matter you know what else can you contribute are you a good cast member are you kind to your cast members or are you a bit of a bully you yeah know? are you someone that will come in early to help out or are you someone that will do just enough what what kind of are you a team player um, and that will get you a lot further. You know, I actually had um, lunch with a friend of mine who's a, a writer, a screen director, 
And she's like, she said it, she goes, it's such a fallacy that people will put up with these, you know, oh, they're really dramatic and hard to work with, but they're totally worth it because, you know, they get such a great performance. She's like, that's such a myth. Mm-hmm. It's such a myth. They work, people, it's so hard, this profession. If you are the tricky person that, that it annoys everyone and sets everyone else off, you're not going to get employed again. It, you're just not because people people are exhausted in this profession it's long hours it's lots of deadlines there's a lot of money riding on these things and people just don't need difficult people and that's not to say that it should ever be a walkover of course but be part of the solution not part of the problem exactly well well said very good advice and it's true Uh, and on the on the grounds of working at it i'd like to say people don't realize how long and hard i have worked and studied and practiced to actually be this good of a fool People yeah. don't realise it. Yeah. People don't realise I'm in real life. I'm, prob- I'm, I'm When I first met you, the first thing I thought was, that's taken years. Thank you. Yeah. That's taken I think, years. I think, it's it was when you, I think it was when you were you were playing the spoons and I thought, gosh. You can't gosh, just pick them up is... and play spoons. No. No, I can't play the spoons. It's no, very difficult. Can't. Um, and if you've got one spoon, good luck. Yeah, if you're listening with one spoon, good luck. Order another one, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Good luck with your one spoon. Um <laughs> It has been an absolute delight having uh, having a lovely friend on, obviously, as always, but having you on and just to chat and to learn uh, some lovely things and some stories from you. It has been a pleasure. Oh, it's yeah. been really nice, actually. I feel like I've had a catch up with two buddies. It's exactly. been lovely. And when all this madness is over, we will have to have a proper catch up. When we can I actually actually that. see each other yeah, in, in real life. In person, face to face. Embrace. Yeah, embrace and hug one another. Oh, I won't bring the wife if you give me those kind of promises, love. <laughs> or I won't oh, bring you. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, it has been lovely. Yeah, um, thank you so much for, uh, for you know, giving us some of your time. And we will be my playing pleasure. one of your, maybe two if we can fit them in, of your tracks at the end of our podcast, if that's okay with you, my lovely. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Be Amazing. well and be safe and big love to you and we'll see you soon. Speak to you soon. What a fabulous chat with a fabulous lady. Indeed. And now time for some fabulous jokes. Oh, well, we hope so. That's right. If you've just tuned in for the first time, each week I get some suggestions sent to us or uh, emailed and that, and I have to make up jokes with that subject. Three jokes to be precise. Mm. Mm-hmm. This week's jokes are from Bert. Ah, uh, Bert. Bert. My name's Bert. I like traggers. Traggers. Combine harvester. He doesn't, he's not actually from there. No, but that's how I do people who drive tractors. That's the voice I give them. Okay. Um, And um, he has a wonderful dog. Hey, Oz. Um, I don't know what I actually said in dog then. It could have been really offensive. Could have been. Anyway, let's get on with these three jokes and see how they land. Just to prove to you, Bert, the subject you gave us was vegans. You wanted jokes about vegans because you thought, ha ha, you're having a go at us. But don't think that because we, as vegans, have a very good sense of humour. Or maybe we are the joke. Probably. I always <laughs> say it's this, don't I? I always say it's, um, <clears throat> you've got meat eaters take the mick out of ve- uh, vegetarians, vegetarians take the mick out of vegans, and vegans, we just got the Ceciliacs. That's all we got to pick on. Ceciliacs? Is it Ceciliacs? I don't know. You've Gluten- been wa- Gluten-free. You've been watching too much New Girl, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, too, too much New Girl. Celiac. Uh, okay, so here's the jokes. <clears throat> Joke one for vegans. How many vegans does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. How many vegans does it take to change a light bulb? None. We'd rather just sit in the dark. It's much more energy efficient. Oh, no, not really. <laughs> we actually use candles. We sit by candlelight. Because we're such hippies. Yeah, made by the wax of our ears. 
joke too, Carly. That, that was gross, by the way. Mm-hmm. We don't do Earwax. that. No, we don't do that. Although, think of the money we'd save. <laughs> okay, joke two. How do you know when someone is vegan? I don't know. No. Oh. They like to interrupt as well. So oh. carry on. How do you know when someone's vegan? <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll tell you. Hey. Wow. I don't think that was one was that good. No. But, <laughs> well, you had another sound. You could have booed me, but you didn't. Okay. It's on the so, other page. Hey. Now, here we go. Final joke for you. Or, ah, Tragger. I met this woman the other day. And she said she recognised me from a vegan group. Hmm, I was confused as I'd never met her before. Herbivore. Oh. I'd never met her before. I'd never oh, met her before. I've never met her before. <laughs> Send in your suggestions next time and we'll be doing those jokes again. Not those jokes, we'll be doing new jokes. <laughs> Not those jokes Not again. those jokes. We're Not those jokes, jokes again. They didn't work the first time. Not going to do them a second time, are we? Jokes. Cheers. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. It was a bit longer than normal, wasn't it? Well, it was a little, but we because we got we basically got chatting, didn't we? We really yeah. did get chatting with our guest today. So, but thank you, it was great. Um, thanks to everyone that's uh, listened in again. Yeah, and thanks for your continual support. Please do like and share and send us your suggestions. All the details for emails and whatnot, and all the links to our guest and all that stuff you can find on the uh, description of the podcast. You can indeed. Now, guess we're not in love anymore. <gasps> what? No, not S- us. Steps back and gasps. What do you mean we're not in love anymore? Not us. That's the name of the song that uh, Cassidy's going to play us out with. Ah, uh, from her new album, entitled Cassidy. That's the one. Ah, that was a really good cheesy DJ link, wasn't it? It was. Now, Sorry listeners, about that, everyone. please, please, stay well and stay safe. Podcast. Mwah. me by another name Stop the world and start it over Cause I can't be the same without you For you it's like it's just a game Lift your eyes and shrug your shoulders You don't know how much I lose Oh
an old friend And I do all I can to pretend Oh, I guess we're not in